Hey, Lehigh Valley, Austin James. And Aaron Ferguson, and we are excited to bring you Times Live Radio. Hey guys, it's a new week, a new you, and we are here to bring you the latest and greatest arts and entertainment news. Start your week off right by hearing all about what's to come this weekend. So don't worry guys, this week will fly by with excitement for the weekend events. First up, we have Vino in the Valley. Vino in the Valley is a passport program presented by the Lehigh Valley Wine Trail, which is its longest running program. During the month of March, each weekend, you can visit the Lehigh Valley Wine Trail's eight-member wineries, where you would be offered delicious food and wine pairings, which are tasting size, so don't get crazy, (laughs) and also a complimentary wine tasting at each winery. Cray cray. (laughs) (laughs) The cost of the passport is $39, which can be purchased at lehighvalleywinetrail.com. During your visit to each winery, make sure you get your passport stamped to be entered to win the grand prize, which is a $250 wine trail gift certificate. Each passport holder will also receive a reusable 12-ounce black metal wine tumbler. Passport participants must be 21 or older, so no kids for this one. The Lehigh Valley has so many wonderful wineries. This really is an event you don't want to miss. You sure don't, Lehigh Valley, so go check it out. You know, I adore the wineries in the Lehigh Valley. Same. One of my favorites is actually Toledo Vineyards. Mm, Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, they host all kinds of events throughout the year, but my favorite thing they do is Family Food Truck Fridays. what? Yup. They start this in May, and it goes on throughout the summer. It is filled with families enjoying a summer night, listening to music, sipping Mm. on wine, eating food from one of the food trucks there, which I think they now have um, a pizza food truck that's going to be there all the time, as well as other offerings. They usually have an ice cream truck that comes through. The kids all get to play in the big field that they have, Mm. which they provide balls and other toys for them to play with. They also have s'mores for the kids. And adults. I mean, adults can partake. God, I want some rum-infused yeah. apple cider or something with mine. So, so it's super fun. Um, mm. They also have craft beers there. They sell craft nice. beers. So it's a really, really cool winery. They do uh, Easter. At Easter time, they have the Easter Bunny. And all throughout the year, they're doing stuff. So Toledo Vineyards, wow. I tip my hat to you. You're doing an amazing mm. job. That's awesome. What about you, Austin? Do you have a favorite winery? You know what? I actually do. It's funny. Um, I really love Franklin Hill Vineyards. Uh, it's local. You know, it's very local to the national community it's where i live and uh it's funny because our valentine's day giveaway winner actually works at franklin hill vineyard so i was like wow that's really weird <laughs> that sure is i love their wine uh, they have a really good cotton candy wine in summer that uses cotton candy grapes phenomenal yep. you can like pick strawberries they have all kinds of events and they have a really good um what's it called a fainting goat is really good and Oh, man, they just have some great wines and great events. So hats off to you as well, Franklin Hill. Yep, Franklin Hill is definitely at the top of my list. Um, The owner there is is really, really unique and Um, fun. Um, Oh, gosh, she is great, too. Uh, She does a lot of cool events, too. Um, I actually love the owner over there. Her name is Elaine. She's a super nice lady. She did a wonderful job with the winery and the vineyard that's been going strong for years. She uh, helps a lot of women out. She employs a lot of women, which is also awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's really a great lady, so I tip my hat to them as well. Mm -hmm. They have incredible wines that I also get throughout the year. I'll buy cases Uh um, for uh, my husband and I's 10-year anniversary. We actually got Uh two cases of their wine and had wine tastings, and it was incredible. So 
Franklin Hill is definitely on the top of my list as well. But moving right along to another event that features some more of the amazingness that the Lehigh Valley has to offer is the Craft Beer Festival at the State Theater on March 7th from 12 to 4 p.m. At this event, you will get to sample over 80 craft beers, enjoy live music. There will be vendors, food samples, as well as food for purchase, a beer muscles competition, and a scavenger hunt for prizes. Mmm, beer. (laughs) (laughs) If you purchase a VIP ticket, you are automatically entered to win the Ultimate Lehigh Valley Beer Tour, which is a six-hour beer tour for 12 people to four breweries with Steel Street Tours. Mm, Wow. Fun. 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 <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk flowers. I love flowers. They brighten my day. And from March 6th to the 8th at the Allentown Fairgrounds, there is a whole day filled with them at the Lehigh Valley Flower and Garden Show. The Lehigh Valley Flower and Garden Show will feature Garden Railroaders train display, granular lawn fertilizer, lawn maintenance, landscape and hardscape divisions, bulbs, plants, and shrubs for sale, paver patios, plants, seeds, and so much more. For tickets, please visit allentownfairpa.org. God, I can smell spring from here, baby. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Music. Who's ready for some music? Me. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce in the USA is the closest thing you are going to get to Bruce Springsteen on the East Street Band, other than going to their show. At Penn's Peak on March 7th, enjoy all the Springsteen classics you love and enjoy. Snap those fingers, baby. Tap those toes and be proud to be born in the USA. Probably my favorite song of his. Love the USA. Me too. To purchase tickets for this concert, please visit PennsPeak.com. We have talked wine, we have talked beer, flowers, and music, but something is definitely missing. Girls? <laughs> what <laughs> <Austin>. could it be? <laughs> food. It's oh, food. That's what's missing. Yes, that's right. Girls. <laughs> but not from our show. It is not missing from our show today. Okay, sweet. Up next, during our Spotlight interview, we have Chef Chase Biata, who will be cooking up something fun on stage at the State Theater in Easton during the Master Chef Junior live show. This high-energy, interactive stage production brings the culinary hit TV show to the stage in a head-to-head cooking demonstration. Joining Shay on stage will be Malia, Matthew, and Avery, all winners and semi-finalists of the TV show. You won't want to miss this exciting, family-friendly show, so stay tuned. Later on the show, during our Community Matters segment, we have the Natchez Clippers organization. Today is all about the kids, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Times Live Radio will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Baby of mine. 
Egypt Star Bakery prides themselves on their time-honored French breads, pastries, and hand-rolled rye breads. They have the things that make you go yum. Their family-run business has four locations, Allentown, Whitehall, Copley, and Emmaus. For more information, go to EgyptStarBakery.com. Welcome back, guys, to Times Live Radio. Foodies, get ready, because today we have Chef Che Spiata on the show with us to discuss his upcoming live cooking demonstration at the State Theater in Easton during his live rendition of the TV show Master Chef Junior. Welcome to the show, Chef Che. Chef, you really started all this due to your father, who is an amazing, authentic Italian cook that you used to watch and learn from starting at the age of three. I read that he passed away in 2015, and I just wanted to extend my condolences to you. Um, I know that's a very hard loss to go through. So following that, at the age of six, you were diagnosed with a gluten allergy. And from there on, not only did you want to fill your dad's shoes in his cooking skills, but also wanted to learn how to put your own gluten-free spin on the dishes you love and beyond. So why don't you take us through your journey as a young chef and what this all means to you? Yes, so as you mentioned, I started cooking when I was three or four, just, you know, uh, with my dad and then learning recipes Italian recipes, uh, mainly, you know, breakfast for my brothers, that kind of stuff. And then to kind of realize that, like, I really like cooking a lot and that I should pursue it more than uh, I, I was. And then I really started to get into cooking a lot more and trying lots of different things, new recipes, things I haven't heard of before. And then um, a couple of years later, I was offered uh, to try out for MasterChef Junior. And I said yes. And then... Um, Tryouts and tryouts and tryouts later, I was on the show. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's kind of my journey so far. In and food. you like baking too, right? I, I think I read that you were you were baking a bit too. Yeah, I'd say I like cooking more than I like baking, but yeah. I, I, I do enjoy when I can come up with some gluten-free recipes uh, yeah. baking-wise because the sometimes s- they're not the best. On the sweet side of things. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, yeah. you know, I'm more of a cooking fan myself than a baking fan because baking's like a science. Cooking's an art, man. You just throw some, you know, stuff together, comes out great. You it's know? all art. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. Right. Now, Chef Che, uh, you won Master Chef Junior in 2019, which had over 10,000 applicants trying uh, for one of the top 24 spots. Now, you beat them, and not only did you beat them, but you won the whole competition. What would you say you owe your success to? Wow. I, I think that's a. But a question, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that helping uh, me learn how to cook mm-hmm. and really immersing me in food since I could remember mm-hmm. is definitely a big part of me winning the competition. Also, my brothers, because they've taught me how to compete. Because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know um, <laughs> nice. how to compete and That's be awesome. okay with. And just competing, uh, competition has been normalized with yeah. uh, younger brother and older brother, especially my older brother. You know, I. Competition is a, a good thing. To him, so um, and I keep going and I keep pushing and then you know I haven't won <laughs> anything with him yet, but you know it, it, that's kind of my drive and that's taught me uh, how to compete and I think that's a really big part of the competition that I really I mean I learned how to believe in myself a lot. I think that was a lot of it. Yeah, family and my brothers. I think that was that's the main thing that I owe to my, my success to. That is a really great outlook. Really, really great. Uh So Gordon Ramsay can be a bit, I don't know, how do you say it, scary? (laughs) So how was he he with you guys, and what did you learn from him, if anything? 
Oh, I 100% learned him so many things about uh, not only, like, physically cooking, mm-hmm. but um, life as well. Like, you just always be yourself, and he's just such a great uh, role model, I think. And he can be scary and a little <laughs> crazy at times, but he's also a really nice guy. You yeah. get to know him, and he can really teach you a lot of things. Oh man, I bet Gordon Ramsay's awesome. Oh my yeah. god, like I watch his show. Oh, yeah. it's just uh, he he's great. Now, Chef Che, uh, do you have a favorite dish that you like to make? Now, beware, I'm a major foodie, and I would be honored if you would cook for me someday. <laughs> so, I mean, if if you answer this question, you have to cook the dish for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what's your favorite dish to make? My favorite dish to make mm-hmm. is uh, my risotto. It's Ooh, Italian. Risotto. It mm. takes what I like about it is it takes a bit of time to make, so I get to put a lot of love into it, and yeah. I can really make sure it's what I want it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love making it. I made it yesterday, I think, mm. um, because I make it. I make it all the time, and it's mm. just my all-time favorite. P.O. Box 18, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to mail it to you. <laughs> right. So, Chef, you have big plans for your future. The Culinary Institute of America opening a high-end restaurant in New York City, which clearly Austin wants to taste your food, so <laughs> he'll have to go visit you there. Definitely. Um, a show on the Food Network, possibly. How about a cooking book? Is is that in the works? Not currently, but Mash, the Mash Junior uh, Bakes cookbook just came out, so that's... Um, got a lot of different uh, recipes in it from other winners and just uh, a lot of competitors. That's not solely mine, but it's a great way uh, to show a lot of different kids uh, making talent from Ashley Jr. Yeah, it would be great to get, you know, our hands on some of your recipes oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, speaking of, Thank uh, you. <laughs> do you have your own website that people can find your recipes on? Because I know that they are unique and gluten-free, which, uh, you know, so many of us could benefit from. Yeah, yeah, I do. com. It's got... um. I write, uh, I have a couple recipes on there, but mm-hmm. I uh, find really great stuff where I make them, make great recipes, and um, I have a couple blog posts about things that I like, mm. and it's really a great way to know me. It ha- I have um, merch on it as well, so if you want to, you know, it wants to get that. <laughs> yep, of definitely. course. So your, your show at the State Theater, just let us know what everyone can expect, and then we'll, uh, we'll end it there. A lot of fun, uh, really fan-involved. And um, it's going to be some head-on competitions from different uh, com- competitors throughout National Junior, different seasons. It's going to be fun twists. And really, it's going to include the audience a lot. That's so fun. We can't wait. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much, Chef Shay. Uh, for tickets to the show at the State Theater on March 6th, please visit statetheater.org. Stay tuned, guys. At the top of the hour, we bring you our Community Matters segment with the Nazareth Clippers Athletic Association. We'll be back in a few with more Times Live Radio. Hey, everybody. The Queen of Pop is back. Don't miss your chance to relive the magic and the voice of Whitney Houston. Yes, at the State Theater, still the one and simply the best. Coming on March 5th, the Queen of Pop, known as Belinda Davis, is coming back with a tribute to Whitney Houston. It will be called The Greatest Love of All, and it is on March 5th. Book your tickets for this special event at 1-800-999-STATE. That's 1-800-999-STATE. In the beautiful State Theater in downtown East End. With a full band and dancers, Belinda Davis' new show, okay, a tribute to Whitney Houston, presents The Greatest Love of All. Produced by Showtime Australia, not associated with the estate of Whitney Houston. 
Go to statetheater.org and celebrate the music of Whitney Houston. Welcome back, guys, to Times Live Radio. Today, during our Community Matters segment, we are talking with the Nazareth Clippers Athletic Association, which is an organization that was founded in 1961. This organization hosts six different sports programs for the children of Nazareth, offering girls and boys lacrosse, softball, football, cheerleading, and field hockey. The name had a slight change in early 2019 from Upper Nazareth to just Nazareth, since this association is inclusive of all of Nazareth. On December 16, 2019, the Lower Nazareth Football and Cheerleading League merged with the Nazareth Clippers. Missy Kalinowski, the president of the association, is here to tell us all about the organization, what they offer, and what the merger means for the residents of Nazareth. Welcome to the show, Missy. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about the program, a little bit about the merger as well? Uh, Yes. So the Clipper organization, again, like was said, um, consists of six programs. Mm -hmm. Again, so I'll just tell more about the merger. Um, So I've been with the Clippers now for since 2009. And I always thought it was different that there was multiple programs in Nazareth that had football programs. And I thought it would be nice to have why do we have multiple football programs or cheerleading programs Mm, in the community of Nazareth so in it I thought as a parent that would be nice to have Mm -hmm. one program yeah and since there's one school district yeah since there's one school district and you don't want the kids like having a problem between kids because I'm on this and you're on that like really it's (laughs) kind of funny like in Nazareth like I kind of feel like the borough upper lower and Bushkill is treated like four or five separate towns. Which is so silly. When it's silly because we all go to one school. <laughs> yeah. One school means one town, one zip code. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Nazareth Times and Times Live Radio is for Nazareth and the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's correct. Then I became more involved in the Clippers. So when I became on board as the secretary and then vice president and now president, hmm. my goal was to make these programs merge. So yeah, that was my definitely. goal. That's um, a great goal. So... Here is the goal mm-hmm. um, to become one program. Okay. So to me, it is that we make this a good feeder program mm-hmm. for the middle school and the high school. Okay. Let's be one program. Let's be one merger. Mm-hmm. Let's get this a solid program for the community, for mm-hmm. the boys and girls of the community, for the parents and the families, so they are learning the same skills. Okay. So that they go into the middle school and the high school learning the same skills mm-hmm. throughout from the time they are five, four or five years old mm-hmm. going all the way up as they get older. And they can learn. They build that teamwork. They mm-hmm. build those strong foundations when they are young mm-hmm. to form those skills going up. Now, to As clarify, this encompasses all the schools for Nazareth, correct? Yes, that the is elementary, correct. All the elementary, the, the elementary, okay. yes, um, and including preschools. And there were well. separate programs for each school before this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys serve over 500 children throughout your programs and have over 180 volunteers. As the current president of the association, and with your background in mental health, where you served as a therapist at Kids Peace Children's Hospital, how do you manage to keep this all organized and your mental health intact? <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with over 500 kids, 180 plus adults, I'm sure mm. comes with many challenges. <laughs> yeah, um, but I love it, you know. Yeah. Challenges is what I love, you know, mm-hmm. every day. It keeps you busy. Oh, I love yeah. the challenge. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah. So, but no, it takes a lot of organization skills. So I have some technical technology skills as well. So mm. I 
love technology, so I incorporate technology skills and keeping everything organized, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's, and just managing, you know, I'm very calm, collective. I have that personality. Hey, come to me. If you have any problems, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. So I have that. Come see me. You have any yeah. problems, anything like that? And we'll work through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my thing. You, you know, bring a calmness to it, yeah. which is good. Yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine you have a team that's assisting you in all yes, this. Cause yes. That's a lot I of couldn't do it without the board, that's the volunteers, good. the parents. Yeah, that's um, good. And that's a lot so. of volunteers i didn't realize you had that many yes. that's amazing yes now is that mostly parents or um yes parent yeah. volunteers yes it, it, everyone's volunteering there is, these are not paid positions wow. so it's all parent volunteers that's that help great out. all right so let's talk about the merger uh today we have michael anthony former nazareth little blue eagles football commissioner and current nazareth clippers football commissioner on the show with us as well mike how has it been transitioning into your new role and what are you looking forward to in the new season as a merge organization uh, thanks for having me the transition's sure. Been great so far. You guys have already touched on uh, some of the things that have been most exciting from a transition standpoint for mm-hmm. me. I'm struck by uh, both the organization in terms of how much there is going on uh, and and how well it's organized, as well as the the number of volunteers that are there and the passion that these folks bring. Um, mm-hmm. We we were a much smaller organization in Lower Nazareth. It was just football and cheer. So the first mm-hmm. board meeting, uh, two plus hours with all the different. <laughs> and all the different things going on was was quite an experience, but um, it's been great. Everybody's wonderful to work with. As you'd expect, if you're volunteering your time, people are there because they want to be there. So it's been really great. Um, from a from a what I'm looking forward to perspective, I'm really excited to get the kids out on the field together. You guys mm-hmm. touched on it a moment ago. All of these uh, kids, uh, my my son's in Lower Nazareth Elementary, okay. and when the Clippers and the Little Blue Eagles are both wearing their jerseys on Friday, there's way too much animosity yeah. <laughs> for yes. a bunch of first and second graders. So right, the fact right. that it's going to be one community, one team is really exciting. Uh-huh. And I, I think about reading some of the press clippings from the district championship team this year at the high school and. And how many times they referred back to playing as a Clipper, a Little Blue Eagle, and and all the memories they made and the friendships they had, and getting these kids together and being able to do that now is really really exciting. That's awesome. Now we've had a fantastic football season this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the high school has. I can tell you that we won so many games. So that's really exciting to hear. Yeah, and you guys are... prep them for that. Yeah. You guys are the ones exactly. who get them That's what I mean. So it's so good to school, see so. that you guys are getting them ready for that because, man, this is going to be fantastic for Nazareth. So that's also great. with the merger. You know, it's you talked about animosity and stuff, but mm. it's it's another thing too because the there's so many elementary schools, mm-hmm. but there's yeah. only one middle school and one uh, high school. So yeah. a lot of these kids who go to different elementary schools get to know one another before they yeah. go to middle school or high school, which is also nice. You know. Mm-hmm. Last Last but not least, we also have Jim Pilla, Vice President of the Nazareth Clippers Association with us. Jim, as the Vice President to this organization, taking on new people to help run the show can sometimes be a challenge. How have things gone so far and what do you hope this merger brings to the residents of Nazareth? Well, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for having us today. And um, it's just a great organization. I mean, I've been involved with the organization for about 17 years now since my girls um, were cheering and then my boys played football. So when the opportunities came about to uh, to get more involved, you know, I I took it and, and with Missy on board and now with Mike, you know, it's just a great organization to work with. But, you know, just giving the kids of Nazareth a, a good competitive and fun, mm-hmm. you know, offering of, of sports in all those areas, it's just it's a great thing for them to have. And I think with, with the merger and keeping keeping all of them together, 
you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, I yeah. teach sixth grade, you know, and the kids come together in fourth grade. And like Mike said, you know, you see the kids coming in with different jerseys yeah. on and, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a little, you know, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, it's always talking in the hallway and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, come yeah. on, guys, you know. And you teach in Nashville, you, correct? At the I do, yes. School? Okay. Yeah, sixth That's grade. Great. So, That's great. so I get to see the kids, you know, in that intermediate level. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's, they're excited, you yeah. know, like, you know, I'll bring it up to them. And, you know, a lot of the kids are excited for the upcoming upcoming season so i think it'll be great not just for the sports aspect of it but just the community togetherness i think it'll it'll bring the community together yeah because the parents get a little off when there's more than one team Uh too you know what i mean we all i mean my husband's a giants fan i'm a jets fan so we have Mm -hmm. animosity in our own home yeah right (laughs) but we uh we're adults and we can handle it so you know with the kids it's it's a good thing you guys are doing so jim you also shared with me that this organization was started by a bunch of barbers which actually warms my heart my Mm -hmm. father was a barber someone who loved football and all sports really and one thing i know about barbers is that they love their community and get very involved with their clients So barbers um, really become a part of the community. So it was no shock to me that this was all started by them. Do Mm -hmm. you have any stories about the organization Start and the Barbers that you can share with us? (laughs) I do. I guess um, you could say I'm one of the elders (laughs) that are around because I've been around for a while and, you know, um, 17 years. When we moved to the Nazareth area, I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, what is a clipper? And, you know, when I got more involved, I, I talked to some of the some of the older guys will come over to the field. So um, a couple times I would sit and talk with them, and and the kids love hearing it too because yeah. it's pretty neat. But it was a group of barbers, and um, that's awesome. They were looking. This is back in '61, so they didn't. There wasn't a program. I believe maybe I think there was a Holy Family program at the time, but they wanted to create their own. So you know they were talking, and they came up with. Um, uh, youth program and they called it the Clippers. So literally oh, a pair oh, of scissors. Yes, okay. You know, like, that's where that comes <laughs> well, from. Because yes. mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, what, what is, is a clipper? But then as I did some more research, I found that, you know, it was kind of weird having like a pair of scissors. So they then kind of changed it to the clipper ship. So a lot of our um, our older items have a clipper ship on it. Gotcha. Huh. And we have flags that have it. And um, what's really neat is uh, at our field house, we have uh, rifles because they used to have a rifle team, cool. a twirling team. Can we team. start that again? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, please. I'll tell you. Awesome. The, the kids see the rifles and they were like, look at that. That's cool. Yeah, you know, let's so... shoot them. Can we shoot them? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but we do have we do have that. So that it, it, it kind of changed over time. Mm-hmm. But it was started from a group of barbers there. Wow. I think there's like one or two of them still Nashville still barbers, around. though. Just Nazareth barbers? Or was yes. it just, okay. just Nazareth. There was that that's many so back then cool. in Nazareth? Holy cow. I think it was, yeah, it was a group of friends. and they, Wow, that's great. You know, I think they each had a shop in different parts of the town wow, so then awesome. they they um acquired that land over by the high school yeah, and that's yeah, right, where right. Uh, clipper field is and that's where yeah. it's been since i've known it you know yeah. and then over time we we've kind of you know adopted some other things and kind of got i mean the ship is cool we did bring the, sh- the ship back one season the, the kids wanted to have the ship that's you guys should be in the like in the parade and do like a ship float. Yeah, oh, awesome. we did a float <laughs> last year for the Nazareth Little Blue Eagle. Oh, okay, nice, what nice. the stand though got caught on a tree. The oh one no time. way! It was really? like, yeah, but oh, it was man. a great That's float. Neat. It was That's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, so so it's pretty neat. The history of it is pretty is pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, so we want to keep really that. Cool. 
alive as well. Yeah, you know, market even that, with man, because I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's well, something you that's really what market. we're doing. Yeah, it's definitely. a cool story. The Clippers, it is, is it's cool. a great story. It definitely yeah, touched definitely. me, that's mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so the cheerleading team is going to be growing a bit due to the merger, and new uniforms are needed. Uh, you guys are currently putting together a fundraiser to help with the cost of new uniforms. Missy, why don't you uh, discuss this a little bit and let our fans know how and where you can donate. Okay. So, yes, with the merger, we are going to be in need of uniforms for cheerleading, and we are also going to be in need of jerseys for football. Mm-hmm. So, again, we are a nonprofit organization, so, again, we rely on funds, our own funds, to fund that. And so with the merger, we are going to look for those new uniforms um, because, again, with the Clippers and the lower Nazareth coming together, we would like to purchase those new uniforms so we can be all one, all unified, all new uniforms. And it would bring on the morale of the Mm. community, the kids, make them feel special and everything. So Mm. we would like them all to look the same, all unified. So we are looking for donations um, for the uniforms. So we would like the community's help for donations. We have a fundraiser set up through PayPal. The link is paypal.me backslash Nazareth Clippers. That's P-A-Y-P-A-L dot M-E backslash N-A-Z-A-R-E-T-H-C-L-I-P-P-E-R-S. Again, that's paypal.me backslash Nazareth Clippers. And all proceeds, again, will benefit the Nazareth Clippers for the new uniforms for cheerleading and football. You know, as one of the prior cheerleading coaches for the Nazareth Little Blue Eagles, I am really excited for this merger because it really is all about the kids. And what you guys are doing is just super wonderful. I'm sure the whole town shares in the excitement of this merger. Um, so if someone wants to sign their kids up for one of the multiple sports programs that you offer, where can they go? We have a website. Registration is on there. And you can check out the website. It's NazarethClippers.org. That's N A Z A R E T H C L I P P E R S dot org. That's awesome. Thank you for joining us today, guys. It was a pleasure having you on the show, and we wish you all the best in your upcoming seasons. Yeah, thanks, guys. Up next, you won't want to miss our two cents, so stay tuned. Times Live Radio will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Stonewood Tavern serves a variety of fresh craft cuisines with daily lunch and dinner specials, such as prime rib, steaks, crab cakes, seafood, and pizza. Their full-service bar has 12 beers on tap and 80-plus bottles of craft beers and IPAs. Check them out on Facebook or pay them a visit at 394 North Broad Street in Nazareth next to Martin Guitar. Call in your next order at 610-759-0760. That's 610-759-0760. Welcome back, guys, to Times Live Radio. Do you cook? (laughs) Well, that's a complicated question. (laughs) I definitely cook, and I'm good at it. Um, I like to if, you know, I have someone over or, like, I'm entertaining. But, I mean, let's be honest. I live on my own. I eat out every day. 
Yes. For every meal. I just, you know, We've I mean, I do cook. Here's the thing. I'm more of a cooker in summer. In wintertime, I hibernate like a freaking bear, and I just don't want to do anything, touch anything, make a mess. I'm done. I know. And so. you get so bored after a while, oh, too. Oh, do. Oh, I do. Yes, definitely. And I'm a foodie, so I have to have good food. Yeah, I cook. I order in. I go out. But I have to say, one of my favorite things to do is go out to a nice dinner. Mm, and yeah. by nice, I mean it all counts. Mm. The ambiance, music, cocktail mm. choices, yes. quality in food. Oh, yeah. I want to get dressed to impress and take it all in. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, I really love going out because, you know, I mean, okay, here's my thing. Like, I know at some point I'm going to have to have my own private chef because, of course, I don't <laughs> no, want to have to cook God. ever. Okay, I want to have a maid, you know, to, like, to do things that I don't want to have to focus on, like cleaning and cooking. So this is why I like going out to eat because these people literally come and they're so nice to you. Of course, I'm paying them, so of course you're nice to me. And they're not taking always. my food. Well, okay, that's not true. But usually <laughs> they're nice to me, okay? So it's like, you know, they come, they serve you, take your food, bring it back, take away your plates, get you drinks it's like it's wonderful it's like i'm just sitting there enjoying my meal it's always fresh good food scallops and steak and good stuff and it's like man i love it it's like it's the whole experience you're right it's the drinks it's the food it's it's the owners coming over and talking to you and the, you know it just depends on where you go but i love it though yeah ambiance is huge too mm, it you is, know it really um, is. the way that they set it up and it doesn't have to be this like extremely fancy or mm-hmm. anything else i like when i walk through a door and it excites me Same. to see a place Same. that puts it together and you could see there's passion and also in their like design oh yeah definitely and like over time too it's like um <laughs> one of those things where my palate has changed as i've gotten older totally like you know just like uh yesterday uh, you know i was busy all day yesterday with errands and things to do the blah 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 so i finally ate for the first time at four o'clock before i went to the gym i was Boy. starving i just went to burger king quick i was at walmart right and i got home and i was like i had maybe a few chicken fries and was like this is disgusting i know. I just like <laughs> my palate has changed so much that i will literally starve before i eat that crap I and i did i threw it out and had a popsicle and went to the gym i was like a popsicle. The- yeah i know random right i went to uh oh. taco bell a couple of weeks ago actually <laughs> and really? yeah me and my husband i don't know Ugh. we just like all of a sudden got this weird craving and we were like oh i get Get Taco sometimes. Bell, you know? Yeah, I get those sometimes. And we got it home, and I'm a big, like, cheesy gordita crunch kind of girl, no, and good, I was so disappointed. Yeah, it no, just right? It just was not... We went to Urbano down in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and the food was so good that, oh. you know, I just can't do this anymore, you know? No, and you know, it's, it's sad to say, but I mean, I guess I'm spoiled, and like, I'll admit it, I am spoiled. Like, I have to have good food, steak, seafood, good food, because my palate, my palate just cannot take it anymore. Like, I need good food. I can't do this whole fast food thing anymore more just this food that's not prepared with love i mean i love good food so me too and don't get me wrong i love cooking especially Mm. if it's for my family and friends that italian in me kicks in and before you know it i have enough food to feed a small (laughs) village and that's my problem (laughs) every time i cook i can feed a freaking army i know it's really insane (laughs) but do you ever cook something though that is so bad you just can't even eat it (laughs) totally oh yeah and what's worse is when i cook something and then really have no desire to eat it because all the work yeah it's as if all of my hard work was simply to create a piece of artwork so i just stare with zero desire to eat it (laughs) (laughs) i give my meal the side eye i'm proud of it i take pictures of it i post them and i'm over it (laughs) and then i'm over it yep (laughs) oh and then there are the leftovers too that's another thing i don't do leftovers my mom she always yells at me because she's like oh you want to take you know take home some uh, leftovers i'm like i'm good she's like well what i'm like mom i mean no offense to you i just don't do many leftovers i can do certain things like pizza chinese food certain things one of my uh you know co-workers she actually heats up leftover fries
French fries. I'm like, are you a serial Ew. killer? Who the <laughs> hell does that? I'm like, that's disgusting. It is. She's like, no, you put it in the toaster and it comes out just as good. I'm nope. like, you are a serial nope. killer. No, they never nope. come out just as good. You can't. You need to just fries. go to the corner and just sit there. Yeah. Okay. No, you're not my friend right now. Totally. <laughs> I mean, you think like what to do with leftovers? Mm. You know how you always get white rice when you order Chinese food? Oh yeah. Well, I like to use the leftover rice, which mm. I love. By the oh, way, I could literally eat rice with butter Oof. every day of yeah. my life and okay. it would be fabulous I don't but I could mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving along I take the rice I mix it with corn butter and shredded Ooh. rotisserie chicken what? it's so good Ooh. do you have any odd meals you create with leftovers uh, you know I really don't because I don't do many leftovers but I will have to say something about that rice though <laughs> you know I have a rice cooker at home because I'm the white Asian so of course I have a rice cooker <laughs> and I have a you know I get the big you know, 50 pound bag of rice at the Asian store I walk in like oh Mr. Stay how you today? Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm God. so good, I'm so good. You know, they love me. So, and of course, I go in there. They have all like the weird crap. You know, all the all the meats in the back that you have to, you know, special request to go see. You know what I mean? And all the <laughs> no, you know, all no, the I weird... don't. No, you don't. Well, go in there sometime. You'll find out. And also, all the really unique fruits in there. Oh my God, it's amazing. That's but anyway, cool. so what I like to do with my rice, okay, because I'm the white Asian, is they have this <laughs> this wonderful brown sauce that you can put on the rice, and it is so good. Oh my God, with every meal, with seafood, with steak, chicken, anything. It's so good. You know, it's funny because food, as much as I love it, also angers me. (laughs) How so? (laughs) Well, not really the food, but the service surrounding it. For instance, when someone gets my order wrong, I Mm. could literally throw my plate at them or drive my car through their establishment. Now I sound like strong Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I know what you're saying because it is super annoying when someone gets your order wrong. Like when you go through a drive-thru and you get home and they forget to include half your meal. Like seriously, you're in the food industry. How hard is your job? I've cried. I'm not going to lie. I have cried. Seriously. Like, no offense to anyone who works in that industry, but seriously, your job's not that hard, bro. I mean, come on. No, definitely not. Give me a freaking break. Definitely not. Have you ever been served raw food? Oh, my God, I have. And I swear that is why I still have an issue with chicken to this day. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. All chicken. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like handling chicken. It kind of reminds me of my own skin. It is weird. Which I do handle it and cook it, but Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. I also can't stand when I bite into a piece of chicken and it's chewy and hard. Ugh, yeah, I know what you mean. That's so gross. But, you know, it's so funny because I had that for the first time like five years ago, and I was like, why is my chicken like hard? Like it wasn't Ugh. cooked, but it is cooked. But you know what, though? I feel like that's just the quality of the chicken, though. Actually, it's a like more organic chicken because I've had it at places that I've gone to that I know the chicken is organic. And I just think that that's just like a non-hormonal chicken, which I prefer the hormones then. No. Because <laughs> that's just gross. <laughs> it is. I can definitely Ugh. puke. What was your favorite childhood oddity with food? Like something you mixed together or topped a sandwich with? Ooh, okay. This is easy. Me and my mom would always make popcorn, butter popcorn, and put barbecue powder on ah, it. That's cool. And do barbecue popcorn. Or we would do... Um, God, what's another weird one that we did? Oh, yeah. We did cream cheese wrapped up with uh, with uh, the Lebanon bologna, which I guess a lot of people do I now. I do that, yeah. Uh, that's really good. What other thing do I we like do? I like to dip popcorn uh, in ranch dressing. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, actually. I used to love, and I mean love, mm-hmm. bagels with cream cheese topped mm. with Doritos. Ooh, <laughs> ooh what? Yeah, it gave actually, it crunch. It gave it some flavor. We do bagels and cream cheese topped with uh, smoked salmon. Oh, yeah. Man, that's, oh, that, that is. That's so really good. good. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. It was just one of those things with mm-hmm. the bagels. But there was this one dish my mom used to make that was chopped meat with peas and rice in a red sauce. And I don't have the recipe. Hmm. I have tried to find it on the internet. And of course, I can't. I've tried to recreate it and failed. Hmm. But my God, was it good. So listeners, if you know a recipe like this, please send it my way. <laughs> One of my favorite recipes is my mom's beef stroganoff or her stuffed peppers. Mm. Oh man, sounds and, good. And I've and I've actually told her, listen, before you croak, I need those recipes because you know, you I mean, listen, lady, I need those freaking <laughs> recipes for me and my kids. Okay, you can't be uh, no, no. I have all my <laughs> grandfather's recipes, which come from my cool. Slovakian grandmother who was off the boat, and nice. I've got my mother's recipes and my dad's. I I yeah, love ours actually too. Keeping traditions in the family through food. And what I want to do is I want to digitalize everything actually once you know yep. once everyone goes and they all get hand it down then i want to get them all on digital yeah we, i made a a book for my family oh, cool. of all the different recipes it That's was pretty, pretty cool, cool. Wow. so we are definitely foodies and if you are a foodie as well make sure you head over to the state theater on march 6th to see the live master chef junior show it's incredible what those kids can do they are culinary geniuses yes they are and since this segment and our spotlight segment were all about food we have something for fun for you to do we all get in cooking ruts from time to time and as aaron said before there is a recipe she has been looking for that she can't find anymore. Why don't we help her fill her recipe cards up? Yeah, guys, help a sister out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what we are asking you to do is post one of your favorite recipes to our Facebook page so we can all learn some new recipes and get out of our cooking ruts. We will post to Facebook a winter cooking recipe post. And when we do, make sure to like the post. Post your own recipe in the comments to share with all of us and tag three friends. By doing this, you will be entered to win two tickets to see Belinda Davis at the State Theater in Easton on March 5th at 7.30 p.m. Belinda Davis pays tribute to Whitney Houston with her breathtaking voice that fully encompasses the true Whitney Houston sound. You must like the winter recipe post on our Facebook page. Post one of your fabulous recipes to the thread and tag three friends to be entered. Let's help each other make some new dishes and get out of our winter cooking rut. Don't forget to follow the rules, though. Otherwise, you will be disqualified. We will post our challenge later today, and the winner will be announced on Wednesday, March 4th. Upon winning, we will notify you by private message. Good luck, Lehigh Valley. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This is Aaron saying, hey, hey, have a great day. And this is Austin James from Times Live Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Monday at 730 on your way to work on WGPA, sunny 1100.